What's up, everybody? This is Daryl, and I wanted to drop a little line before the show gets started to let you know that there is a point early on into the show where my internet just went out at the house, and I am disconnected from the call. Uh, As far as editing goes, I'll clean it all up to make it sound like it was a smooth transition, but there's a point from where I am hosting and I am conversating, and then Kali takes over because the internet died and then kicked me out of the call, and then I wasn't able to rejoin. So... With that being said, be patient, bear with us, and check out the Patreon because we'll be dropping some exclusive episodes, and they're freaking awesome. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I got Johnson Jam and Joe. Yo! No longer no show, Joe. He's back to jamming that Johnson. Every other week. <laughs> it's like we got uh, joint custody. Every other weekend for two hours. And then we got uh, coming in Clutch Kali. What's up, Kali? Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm happy to be here. It was a long week, and I'm just happy to be here. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Now, uh, right before we get into all the good stuff on the show, you mentioned that you went out to eat, and I'm just curious as to know what you what you had. I actually had a pear uh, arugula salad with uh, gorgonzola, and then I had them add steak to it, paired with a nice red wine. Mm, that sounds delicious. Joe, what'd you do for dinner tonight? I haven't eaten dinner yet, but I will be eating a uh, an Italian sub when I get off this. There you go. There you go. I came in to the house. Um, I had big plans. I hit the gym. I got my got my swole on. I uh, I was like, man, I am starving. I, I decided that today was the day I was going to rearrange my entire basement. I moved all the furniture around. I've been moving like my my physical game collection into my uh, into my basement. Hundreds and hundreds of games. And then I, I got it all down there. And I'm like, this looks like crap in here. So I moved the drum set and everything to the other side of the room, set all the musical instruments up on one side, got my little studio um, recording set up on the other, all my retro consoles. And it's like, I mean, I spent two and a half, almost three hours in there after I hit the gym. And then I was I was freaking starving. So I go I go into the, the kitchen to, to get food ready. And we're, we're it's like Friday. We're missing one of everything. Peanut butter, no jelly, ham, no burger. Like it's it's crazy. I'm out of ketchup. This freaking family lives on ketchup. I'm out of ketchup. <laughs> the bad thing was I'm not joking either. <laughs> like we're really missing the jelly, <laughs> and we really have um, ham and no burgers. It's crazy. So, that's uh, that's not how hamburgers work. Oh really? <laughs> I've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> so, uh, we well, I actually have been rearranging my game room as well. Oh, snap. I put an extra shelf in my bedroom and put all my books in there. And then I opened up. I have. I had three shelves in my game room. I took one down and opened it up so I could put my yoga bow so I could, like, lay down and play my video games when there I want go. to. So you would say that shelf in your room is a bookshelf? 
In my, yes, in my uh, bedroom, yeah. <laughs> Supposed to what? All right, let's get this show started. We are going to start off with a toast. So first off, we are toasting to our absolutely wonderful patrons, our Patreon producers. We have, my name is Effin Mayo, getting his shout out. We got Enzy Nitro. Enzy has now announced who his new victim is for the UPIC We Play uh, Patreon tier. So I'll have to announce that a little later. Oh, oh uh, we you, you can't announce it now? Uh, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. It's a surprise. So. Damn. Damn. Yep. And then we also have CJ, the greatest pony of them all. So, yes, thank you so much for the, for the Patreon producers keeping the lights on, making the show happen. Um, definitely want to put this out there to anyone who's listening. You can get in on the Patreon for as little as $1, and there is plenty of extra content on there. Ready to go. We got some new content coming up, and we've got something great planned, which I think is going to be great, planned yeah, which, for the Super By the way, rooms. I just want to say something about that content. Can I? Sure. So JT messaged me the other day, and he said, I'm going to wait to get the Steam Deck. And I said, oh, okay, really? He goes, yeah, I'm just not. I just don't want to put, I want to buy it all at once. He had this whole entire thing with me, and he's, he's going back and forth. I was like, you do realize we did an entire uh, episode on that, me and Daryl. And he said, is that on Patreon? I said, yeah, it absolutely is. He goes, I'm going to have to go listen to it. I said, yes, you are. The next thing you know, he pre-ordered his Steam Deck. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. Way to go, JT. Yeah, so um, uh, Jared, friend of the show and uh, also patron, he did the same thing. He was like, you know, I was on the fence about the whole Steam Deck thing. I listened to the Patreon episode you guys did, and he goes, and then I went and reserved my right to pre-order. So. Yes, yes, very nice, very nice. So, I'm I'm excited for I'm excited for all of them. It's it's very good stuff. So. All right, here we go. Toast it up. Oh, one more thing we're going to toast to. Um, we are going to toast to the 20th anniversary of Silent Hill 2. Oh, oh, oh. That's right. 20 years of Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 is a freaking masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Masterpiece. Uh, also, I want to give a post-toast shout-out to my boy Levi. We were chatting up a little bit this week. I triggered some fools in one of the uh, Facebook um, social media groups. Uh, I didn't realize. I, I forget sometimes that here in the South, hunting is like, it's just not a big deal. Like, it's hunting season right now. Like, my mom sent me a picture of this buck she she took down a few hours ago. Uh, at the same time, I sent that to my I sent that to my boss because he's a big hunter, and my boss sends me the picture of the the buck he took down today. You know, so there's gonna be some people eating good around here, and I, I forget that in all the various places of the world that this podcast touches, not everyone uh, is as masculine as a good old southern boy, and they don't always. Um, they weren't raised you know, hunting and fishing and doing, you know, like outdoorsy things that we view as like just normal commonplace for, for a, a dude in the South. And so, uh, 
Somebody had made a comment the other day about about uh, about Levi hunting, but also enjoying nature. I'm like, both things can exist at the same time. You can enjoy nature and kill and eat it. And oh man, that got people excited. So I just want to put that out there. It is the first first full day of hunting season. Maybe the second day by the time you hear this. Third day, I don't know. And uh, man, I tell you what, my family's taking them down. So we are we are stacking some freezers full of deer meat. Shout out to Levi. He's going to be listening to podcasts, killing deer, and then going home and playing video games. Isn't he behind on this on the podcast? Oh, I think he's like months behind, actually. <laughs> no, I think he's like two or three back. The last time I checked. Yeah, for he he told me for a while he was listening to um. He was listening to uh, like audiobooks, and um, you know. freaking loser, I, dude! I, I went through. To, I listen to audiobooks. Yeah, I about to say, yeah, it's totally a loser's game. But speaking of Kali, you and I were talking a while back about the um, the Audible audiobooks for uh, that Sandman series. Did you ever listen to it? Heck yeah! The second one just came out. Oh my gosh, the first one was so good. It really was good. I think I finished it, was, it in like two days. Dude, James McAvoy was so freaking good in there. Like, I was blown away. Wait, are you going to get an Audible account? Um, Maybe. I have one. Um, I think I got like a free trial and that's how I listened to it. But, uh, but yeah, it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. But speaking of James McAvoy, you know, uh, one more point of Patreon uh, promotion as uh, you and I and a couple other loot nerds will be covering uh, the Xbox Game Pass special 12 minutes. And James McAvoy does the voice acting for one of the characters, him and William Defoe. And is that who was that chick? Is it was it the chick from Star Wars that, that's in it as well? I don't know, but I didn't know where you were going with that until you said it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all of this was planned. It's not, I'm just kidding, actually. I just, I'm just talking. But yeah, so uh, no, nah, I was thinking about audiobooks, then I got to think about, oh man, that that James McAvoy was great, and oh yeah, he's also the voice actor for the game that you and I will be talking about for the next Patreon deep dive. So yeah, see how but, things come full circle. But you do know that they just released the second the second uh, book for the Sandman series. I did not, but um, I will listen to it for sure. It's, it's good. so good. And can I recommend another book to you? Absolutely. I have been listening, so I'm actually re-listening to it because the fourth book just came out. Uh, a little series called Dungeon Crawling Carl. It's actually about a world where uh, aliens kind of take over Earth and create a dungeon. And anybody who goes into the dungeon has to make it through all 18 floors and they can rule Earth. Otherwise, Earth is mined for its for its minerals. And it's just the funniest Thing ever because this guy Carl was outside when the dungeon appeared. And if you're outside, you were safe because he was chasing his cat who was in a tree. Hmm. While he gets into the dungeon, the cat eats a pet biscuit and becomes sentient. So it's him and this Persian cat who is actually a um, prize winning cat. It goes to cat shows. So her name is Princess Donut and Chunk. Oh, dear God. It's hysterical. It's absolutely hysterical. Trophy! A couple more pieces of housekeeping before we get into what we've been playing. We do have other podcasts. You two will be recording a very special Driftcast coming up this weekend. 
Yes, we yes, will. We, yes, we will. We got a lot of recording this weekend, guys. It's going to be some deep dives, some uh, loot, uh, super loot bros, the, the actual show, and the Driftcast. There's a lot of stuff coming your way. In October, I will be firing back up the Loot Bros Comic Cast. Uh, going to have some 2236 specials coming out around Halloween for sure. And I was talking with Joe before the show, and I'm just slowly but surely formulating my plan. But starting a, the weekend of October 17th, I will be uh, streaming on Sunday nights. I think I'm going to stream Saturday and Sundays, but I'm going to try to commit to at least one of those days. Um, and so kind of see where it goes. I'm trying to find, I got a, I got a couple plans for various, um, themes for the stream. And I'm also going to be partnering up with a couple different streamers to try to do some fun stuff. And Joe and I have been talking about maybe even tackling some of our bigger games in our backlog, um, and kind of seeing where that goes. So just kind of want to put that out there. So starting October, I'm going to get a little bit more involved with the community when it comes to actually playing games so uh, every now and again i dive in with with a community member and we have a good time but i'm going to try to do more of that especially since my wife going to nights i gotta find something to do with my time so we'll see what happens kalai why don't you start us off with what you've been playing i've been playing video games sweet all right next (laughs) uh no uh, so I actually was able to spend some more time playing uh, Ratchet and Clank. There you go. I'm actually finding like I don't want to leave the world till I hit like every bullet. Yep. Nice. I, I think that's like the best way to play it. So I actually did get to sit down a little bit last weekend and play. I haven't had much time because again I was so busy. Um, we actually had a little faux pas in our house last week. Weekend because on Sunday Jim's Jim's we were out at the Renaissance Fair on Saturday so Sunday Jim's like I'll put the shelf together with Car- my friend Carl and then what we'll do is uh we'll put I got my old bidet broke so we got a new bidet and he's like I'll I'll install the bidet it won't take me that long famous last words two hours later we had to call a plumber to come in and actually put the bidet in but we got it in. So I got a little bit, got a little bit of time to play some video games. So I did actually get to play that game. Um, I've been uh, also working on twelve minutes for our deep dive. Awesome. Because uh, I know, I know, we want to do that. And the other game I've been playing is Zen Pinball. That game's amazing. What boards do you have? Super chill. I have like nine or ten boards. I think I have ten boards. Jeez. Do you did you buy a bunch or No, no my friend. They put them up on Apple Arcade. Oh dang. Oh dude, I, I like bet pl- that's like a great uh, place to play that game. I like playing it on the Switch and I I really I buy boards so like when they go on like sale every once in a while, I just pick them all up. Well, on the Switch, oh, I'm sorry, on the i the iPhone, they actually do a tournament. And right now it's the My Little Pony one. So I've been nice. playing like every day I've been playing the tournament, Joe. Nice. I am currently ranked in the top 7%. Nice. Yeah. What do you get if you win the tournament? I think skins and stuff. I, I don't really know. I was just more excited to be in the top like 7%. <laughs> I love pinball. 
And I think Zen Pinball is the best pinball. I didn't know that they had it on Switch. I couldn't find it. Yeah. Yep. It's in the free-to-play section because it's technically a, f- a free-to-play game with um, microtransactions. Hmm. But that's pretty that's much... Dope. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I'm going to try to get a lot more 12 minutes in this weekend, and between all the recording we're doing, I don't know how much I get to play this weekend. Yeah, I feel you. That's going to be my whole weekend is recording and then editing because since our backup bailed on us this weekend, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I've got three shows to edit. Oh yeah, that's going to be rough. Uh, yeah, because I got to edit our show. Plus, there's a whole bunch of other stuff because my uh, my mother in law. Uh, in case anybody doesn't know, my father in law went in, in had an emergency, and that's why I wasn't on the show for a while. We got him all straightened out. Now my mother-in-law is having all kinds of problems, including heart failure, but she's finally back where she needs to be. So this weekend, we have to get them supplementary insurance. So I have to look over all of the Aetna plant, the the ARP plans. It's like horrendous. I'd, I'd rather, I think I'd rather be editing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, like a lot of fun. Not. Yeah, exactly. All right, who's next? Joe, what you been playing? I've been playing a lot of different things. I think what I've been playing the most is uh, Legend of of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I restarted restarted Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild after watching um, a video of a YouTuber playing it. And just, like, really looking at how he, like, played the game and experienced it. So I kind of, like, shut the video off halfway through and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this, like, one last shot, and I'm going to go in, like, completely blind and not watch anything while playing it. Just play the entire game without looking anything up, looking where anything is, how to do anything, and I'm just going to play the game the way it was meant to be played. And I feel like I'm having a blast doing that, discovering how, like, the physics mechanics work for everything, like, stasis, if when you hit things and it goes flying, like, just, like, figuring out some of the shrines and how they work and you know, the physics there. I think the game is very well put together. And I know people talk about it being barren and there's like, but it has to be barren because if it wasn't the way it was put together, you would die even more than you already die because like the inventory system in the beginning, when you first start out, you don't really have a lot of weapons and like, you can't really defend yourself really well. Plus you only have three hearts and everything kills you in like two hits. So it's it's the game is just very well designed and the fact that you have to figure out shrines to get either more heart containers or more stamina bars to do more exploring to get even stronger and stronger and stronger and i'm just i'm just having a blast playing it i think i played it for like 10 or 15 hours this week and i'm just i'm just loving it that's dope i know i know that you haven't played it i've i played a little bit of it but like i didn't it did, it didn't really click for me. It's not like my thing. I don't really enjoy it, so I bounced. Can you hear me? I, I yeah, I heard you. Sorry, I got an important email from work. Sorry, guys. Wow. Shouldn't answer those during work. Wow. wow. Shouldn't answer those during the podcast. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. I'm I'm the most unprofessional professional podcaster in the world. Um, trash. So, trash. So um, I have a really interesting story. So 
I, I bitched a while back about Madden 21 and the trophies like glitching out on me and not popping, and that's why I like wouldn't finish the game because I was like, I, I want these franchise trophies for face of the franchise, and I just didn't never got them. So I actually booted the game up the other night. I was like, you know what? Let me play the PS5 version. I was like, oh man, let me play the PS4 version. See if anything happens. I don't think it'll pop. But hey, let's just finish this face of franchise so I can get this off my console anyway, right? Like I just want to get this off my console. It's 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 like eighty something gigs or however sixty something gigs. It's it's huge. Let's just get it off the console. So I play it. I finish a game, and a trophy pops, and then another trophy pops, and then another trophy pops. And then another trophy pops. And then I'm sitting there, and Corey's like, dude, is your system going crazy? Why are you having... Or, or, is that, like, your text message? Or is, are those trophies popping? I go, no, dude, those are all my glitched Madden trophies. And he's like, holy shit, dude, it finally popped for you? I'm like, yeah, after, like, six months. And, like, I literally went down a rabbit hole where, like, I went on, like, the computer and just, like, Googled, like, what happened with these trophies. And, like, for the life of me, this happened to a whole bunch of people. And I think when they finally did the PS5 version of the game, it finally fixed all the glitches in the PS4 version. And they all just started popping. And I was like, oh, this is friggin' amazing. So now, after finishing Phrase of the Franchise, I now sit at 80% of the trophies, or 86% of the trophies in Madden 21. Are you going to go for the Platinum? Uh, I kind of want to. But what's left is kind of tedious, and I don't really want to do it. I mean, I can do it. I just don't want to. Um, That's the worst when you get really close, but then you yeah, really but then don't you just don't do want to do it. Um, I also want to finish. Um, well, I also finished uh, Super Lucky's Tale. It's a pretty awesome little platformer that kind of like is like in the vein of like Bubsy or I don't know why I said Bubsy, like Crash Bandicoot or like Banjo Kazooie. It's pretty cool. Like, you collect these pages of this book, and then you, once you collect enough, you can go to, like, the next world. And I, it's a really... It's a cute little platformer. It plays really well, and it's only, like, 20 bucks if you guys could pick it up. It's uh, physical, and it's on the um, PlayStation Store. Now, now I, I saw that because that was, like, a Xbox exclusive for a little while. Yeah, it was. And then it finally came over to the PlayStation. So, is that, like, on the level of, like, Astrobot? Because Astrobot was a really good platformer. Yeah, I would say it's it's so it's got different mechanics to it. Trophy. It's got different mechanics to it where like you some levels you just it's just like a it's a like a endless runner where you just run in a straight line and you just have to have quick reflexes to pick up all the collectibles and all and all the money. So there's like there's like four collectibles you can get in each level. There's one for getting three hundred coins in a level, right? There's one for finding the hidden page in every level. There's one for collecting all the word, all the letters that spell lucky, and then there's just one for beating each level. And it's like Mario in the fact that, like, you know how, like, Super Mario, where you had to collect a certain amount of stars to open the door to the boss? Yeah. Well, you have to, you have to collect a certain amount of pages in Super Lucky's Tale to get to each boss. That's and herein good. lies the rub of the game, though. The amount of pages you have to collect is ridiculously easy because this is a kid's game. Like you have to collect like maybe twelve pages or maybe eight pages each world or ten or ten, and you can get four maximum in each world. Plus, there's all these hidden pages, and the hidden pages is where the game gets really cool because it changes like the mechanics and how things work in the game. So there's one where like the hidden pages are a Marble Madness level. 
So like you have to do, you have to move. It's like you have to move Lucky inside a ball, kind of like monkey ball style, from like one end to the other. Daryl, do you remember that old toy with the wooden ball? It, like it was like you know, remember Resident Evil Eight? How they had the ball? Yep, yep. It's you like know. those. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then there's another hidden one where it's like a chessboard, right? Or not a chessboard. Or it's like um, it's like the puzzles in um, Re- or uh, Resident Evil or not Resident Evil, um, Hitman Go. Yeah, or Laura Croft go. It's like those. That's pretty cool. Where you have to like move a certain amount of chess pieces around and you have to put them in certain spots and when they lock into the certain spots, then it, you beat you unlock that. You unlock the page at the end. So they're like puzzles. Dude, I would have loved more games like that, like Hitman Go, Laura Croft Go, especially on the Vita. I thought we would have got more, honestly. Yeah. I thought there was going to be more Go games, but they didn't really sell the way they wanted them to. And they sold them for so cheap, so I don't understand why they didn't sell well. Yeah, I mean, like, that was like that was a really, really good time when it comes to trophy hunting because the games that were coming out weren't so cheap and easy that it, it like made you feel like there's no point in doing it. No, that, those were considered trophy trash in that age. I know, isn't that crazy? And that that like, is crazy to think that that back then that was trophy trash, and now like trophy trash is like you you finish it in thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Or it's a, or it's a tricky make visual novel where you just hit the X button once and it speeds to the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. See now, now even the visual novels are getting like really shitty. Where it's like you just hit one button, it just speeds to the end, and you get all the trophies. Yeah, I did one of those not too long ago, and I'm not I, I'm not gonna lie, it's like that. Cheap what is the it, point? Yeah, it was like okay, I paid a dollar fifty, and now I have a platinum. I just bought a platinum. That's, yeah, you that's bought, basically like, all I did. But but that's that's you know that's a that's a that's you know a conversation for another time. And I would love yeah. to have like a deep dive, you know, trophy achievement conversation. Probably have Levi on the show for that because I think he'd be like the best to have on for that. But I think you know that's a that's a topic best left for another time on the show. Because I, I just think it would be yeah. it, it, we could we could talk all night about trophies. Like we yeah. all love trophies here. Well, except Kali. <laughs> okay. We so left, I played. We left play- Kali alone about trophies and stuff for a while, but I think I think we could. She's coming sw- around now. We could sway her. Maybe if she want if she had something to play on the PS4 that she cared about. I mean, she's playing Ratchet. That's a good. How, how are you liking a, the trophies in Ratchet? Yeah, that's a good platinum. It's a fun I, platinum. Yep. Except yep. for the last trophy. The last trophy is balls. Uh, so far they're fine. You know, we'll see how I do. I can't guarantee I'm going to do good. Well, if Tricky can do it, anyone can do it. That's not true. Tricky finally got that platinum. Anything else, Joe? No, that's really all I've been playing. Sweet, sweet, sweet. That's still that's still a good haul. That's a good bit. Um, I guess I'll bring up the rear. Uh, <laughs> I got. The Platinum in Hybroxia. I may or may not have mentioned that last week, but um, uh, I'm definitely going to go and get the Platinum for Hybroxia 2 this weekend. That is my that is my goal. What kind um, of game is Hybroxia? It's like a space shooter. It's like, um, it's a really good one. Like, Lilimo makes some really good games. Uh, like, Twin Breaker is a, it's a brick breaker, but it's like you have levels where you control, like, left and right. As far as your brick, break, your bricks, your uh, little paddles go, and then there's uh, tons of cool power ups and things like that. But then there's also levels where you have left, right, and your bottom left and right. You have four paddles to control. It's pretty interesting. Um, 
But yeah, I highly recommend Hybroxia and Hybroxia 2 especially for like little space shooters. And they're only like, you know, like four hours you can have the platinum. Like it's it's not like a give me trophy list. Um, But I mean, in, in four to six hours, you could be completely done with it. And it's fun. Like and there, you, there there's Vita versions and everything. So uh, I'm going to go for Hybroxia 2 this weekend. But I, I did Hybroxia 1. And then I uh, I've been playing Agents of Mayhem. That's kind of been my 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 go to this week. Like every single night this week, I have gotten in the bed with my wife. We've talked, you know, and kind of just we're we're finishing up our plan and everything for vacation next week. And like we've just been kind of getting things in a row. How's work? Blah, blah blah. And then while she's watching trashy television. I've been playing, you know, just kind of chip away, chipping away 30 minutes to an hour a night at uh, at uh, Agents of Mayhem. And I'm like 60% done with the game, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's not a great game, but it's not trash. Like, it's not a terrible game. I think that uh, the actual gameplay, the moment-to-moment gameplay, the loop is fun. Um, the story's neither here nor there. I couldn't even tell you what's going on. It's been so, I don't want to say boring, but it's just like, throwaway like it it just doesn't really matter like and i don't really care for most of the characters in the game so i don't really like pay attention and what it does do really cool and i love this is uh the cutscenes instead of being like very very graphically intensive and like fully um like full cgi they are like fully animated and they're not very long you know the cutscenes like especially when you like meet new characters or there's like a new story beat uh, but they they look really good. Like it's a really cool animation style, and I like it. Like I, I like it a lot. But um, the driving in the game is amazing. The driving in Saints Row games is really good. Like in my opinion, Saints Row has always had better driving than excuse me Grand Theft Auto games. And the driving in Saints Row is phenomenal. Not I mean I didn't say Saints Row, Agents of Mayhem. So I've never played it. Should I? I think it's fun. I mean, like uh, this is what I would recommend. Uh, if you're going to hang out with Jim and watch TV, play Agents of Mayhem. Yeah, I want to play that. I want to start it up. Yeah, it doesn't, like the sto- Like I said, the story's not great. The characters are, they're various tropes. And like I said before, when I first started playing the game, like they push the, the tropes and they're kind of annoying. Like I don't like the characters in the game. Um, the dialogue sometimes is like really funny. Like I've had some like laugh out loud moments where, um, like the one of the characters I'm playing, his name's Hollywood, and he's like a a movie actor that got into some trouble. So then, instead of going to prison, he got to join the agents. Blah blah. blah. And like he made he like there's this one scene like a stalker is chasing him, and you have to do this dumb vehicle mission. But it's actually it was actually it was kind of fun. I, I enjoyed it. But like you have this like she's calling you and harassing you, and it is just the stuff that she says is obnoxious and hilarious. And then he makes like like butthole and wiener jokes. Like um, like I was going into this one place. He goes, "Oh, looks like I'm going in the back door." And it's just dumb little loot bros things that are uh, childish and funny. Um, outside of that, like uh, I will tell you this one story. I might have said this last week. I don't remember because I've told the story to a few people like outside of the podcast. But um, there's one character. She's uh, done up kind of like a Wonder Woman. She's uh, she's very tall, uh, very muscular. She carries a uh, Jesse Ventura style minigun like in Predator. And like whenever you do your mayhem, like your special move, um, they have like a taunt 
and they usually say something, um, whatever, and then your special move kicks in. Well, hers is just basically infinite minigun for a small amount of time. And whenever you whenever you cue it up, she just starts dry humping her minigun. She's like, can you feel that? Can you feel that? <laughs> and it's just funny. Well, um, I was listening to a uh, dubstep artist called Zomboy. And this, there's like this part where it's like a build up. It's like, do, 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 It's like, do, 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 do. And it's like, move. This is Armageddon. And then the beat drops and then the bass kicks in. I might have said this on last week's show. If I did, sorry, listeners. Because last week it was, uh, it was, um, Tanner and CJ. And then this week I got you guys there. Um, so either way, and, and whenever I, whenever the beat drops, I hit my mayhem just kind of like because that was when all the enemies came in, and uh, and it was so funny because as the beats dropping and the dubstep's really hitting, she's like, "Can you feel that? Can you feel that?" And I was <laughs> laughing because because basically I turned the, all the in game music off and I just had my Spotify going in the background, so it just worked out. It was like it was one of those weird like timing things that I couldn't have done on my own, and it was just like, "Oh man, this is really working for me." So, you know what it's from? It's from those anime titty games you're now playing. Um, I've been playing. Oh, so the, I've been playing the church version where they're uh, modest as hottest anime games. <laughs> hottest as hottest. <laughs> they're my. You got Mighty Toddies. It's the Lupros podcast. We're going to talk about video games and mow your grass. Lubros Podcast. We're going to talk about butts and slurp and penises. So stay tuned. All right. So while we wait for Daryl to do whatever Daryl's going to do, uh, his Walmart internet there. Let's that's go. Why, to- that's why we record in the background. Let's do the um, two trophies. I'm going to pull them up. True trophies, yeah. Uh, okay, so we have that that one cigar with 186. Boo, fuck that guy. Actatious Dunk at 87. That's CJ. Oh, wait. Boo. Resident Daryl. Again, those anime titty games affecting him. He has. A score of 69. (laughs) I wonder if he planned that and stopped, or if that's actually what he has. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Let's see. MZ Nitro has 42. Joe, you have 30. Yeah, it it was a week, but not a good week. How am I not on this list? I don't know. I'm popping trophy. Oh, yes, I am. I have number I have four. Yeah, collide with the four spot. Okay. Is that all on Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, absolutely. You're like, yes, the only game I've played on my PS4. Okay, so let's go over to the true achievements. We have Sony Pony to you at 11,995. How does he still find games to play? (laughs) The Alpha Seagull at 6,055. I'm styling on you, bro, at 3,065. Now, is he really styling on me? Yeah, he got the skateboard and skateboard. 
Oh man, I want to play that. Uh, Redbeard Rick with one thousand four hundred and eighty-five. Uh, GDI Master Race at one thousand two hundred and thirty. Resident Dale with thirty. Percival twenty-five twenty-eight for ninety. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Scratching some chivos. Let's see, and of course, I have to run over to the backlog beatdown. Let me pull that up because again, beat your... I'm not expecting that. While Kali beats her log down, just remember you're listening to the Luke Bros podcast. Okay. You can check us out on Patreon. You can also check out the Luke Bros Driftcast, and then that other one that CJ does, that friggin' Xbox podcast. Was it a- 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 uh, Avocation of Climb? I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. All right. See, he doesn't know our name to our show, but I know the name to his show. So, all right. So we have Ponder Stevens with forty-eight. He's about to hit fifty. Tricky. Damn. Tricky's at thirty-four. He talked a lot of smack, but he hasn't been going anywhere. I mean, that's a lot of saves coming for thirty-four points. Joe, man, you're at twenty-nine. It's gonna stay at twenty-nine. Gareth is at twenty-seven. Daryl and Jared are both at twenty-four. Matthew's at twenty-one. I'm at eleven. CJ's at eight. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know JT is at seven. I know he's gotten a few points in. So, this gives you a spot on some of our people that currently, uh, are backlog beat down. Uh, back over here. Okay, so are you ready for community questions? Sure. Uh, actually, I think we got a message from Daryl. Let's see what's going on here real quick. He said his internet went out in his house. Oh, his internet and out in the house. Um, he said something about, it's alright, uh, he'll just have to go, uh, play his beta and his anime city games. Because <laughs> they're so plump. Alright, I'm styling on your bro ass. Do you think Sony purposely made a unintuitive an ineffective UI so they could look like heroes when bringing much needed but still subpar updates to the PS5. Um, well, you don't have a PS5, so I guess I'm really the only one that can <laughs> <Yes>. answer this. <laughs> um, I don't think it's unintuitive. I think people who bitch about UI are just bitching about they're like me when I yell at clouds, like an old person yelling at clouds like for just like just making a big deal out of nothing. Like it's a UI, get over it. Like, the Switch has no UI. And why does the Switch have no UI, basically? Because if it had UI, you couldn't run half the crap you you were running on it without killing the battery in four seconds. I know, like, the PS5 doesn't have that issue, but I I think the UI interface changes that they made in this last update helped a little bit. Is it a little lackluster? Yeah, but I don't don't really see them changing too much. I don't. And I've gotten accustomed to it. I know it's not the greatest UI. I know everybody doesn't like the bottom-scrolling... Um, when you touch the PlayStation button and it brings up your your customizable HUD at the bottom, people don't like that the home menu and everything's all at the bottom. I just got used to it now. I don't like how you have to click like 17 times to join a voice chat. It's down to like 14 now with the new update, but I still think, and, and I'm being, I'm exaggerating. I think it's down from like four to like two now. You have to press two things now. Uh, I think it's cool. I mean, I I, I think it works. I, I, that's all I can really say, Goliath. I think it works. I don't think they need to fix something that's not broken. I think, if anything, I, I want my folders back because I miss folders. Mm. Okay. I unfortunately can't answer that question because I don't have a PS5. You do not. 
CJ asks, what do you really think about hardcore trophy achievement hunters? I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not, I'm an achieve, I, I, I'm a trophy hunter, but I'm not a hardcore. Like, I'm not looking to get every single trophy that I can get from every game. I'm just looking to have fun while I play games. I like unlocking trophies, but I don't. I I just can't see myself sitting there for hours and hours and hours to unlock one trophy. That doesn't give me joy anymore. I used to try and do that, but now I just I just can't do it anymore. I got tired of, you know, the mundaneness of it all. If that makes any sense to you, Kali. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I that's why I don't really do a lot of trophies. I mean, you guys joked at the beginning of the show. Oh, Kali doesn't do trophies. Because I feel like... You don't like want to. It's not even that I don't want to. It's that I have so many games I want to play that if I do do trophies, then all I'm basically doing is, is I'm, you know, I'm delaying yeah. my other games that I like so much. Yeah, that's kind of what happens when you're a trophy hunter. You kind of start neglecting things in your in your backlog, and your backlog gets bigger and bigger because you're concentrating on all these trophies and not playing more games. So yeah, it it, it really is a, an issue. It it does create a problem where you know you start neglecting your games because you want to inflate an, an artificial e penis, basically. So it, it's like, do I keep striving for you know? artificial perfection collide or do i just say fuck it and just play more games mm-hmm. exactly and that's kind of what it comes down to like and i'm not and i'm not bagging on people who collect who, who trophy hunt and it's funny because like people like jt rag on me all the time they're like well you're not a true trophy hunter because you don't 100 percent your games i'm like okay i don't want to mm-hmm. if i wanted to i would I just don't, I just, I just, I know that I'm not very, like, how do I put this? I'm not very good at video games as far as, like, playing them on harder difficulties. So that stuff just, it makes it harder for me to want to even platinum things. I don't like replaying games either. I just don't have the time for it, like you said. Like, I don't mind replaying something for a simple trophy, but to replay the entire game over again, I just don't find that fun. Like, yeah, and I know people are like, oh, but you can replay other games like Hyrule Warriors over and over again. I'm like, that's m- extremely different because the game is intended to be played over and over again. That's the type of game it is. Like like Resident Evil 8, like, yeah, you can play it over and over again, and that's fun. There's some games that do work out that way, but there's other games that I think it's it's like mundane to just play them over and over again. Alright, the oh, next your- question... I don't know if we should do the next question, so I'm gonna, um... What is the next question? The next question is about the Nintendo Direct. Uh, we will answer that in the, uh, Nintendo, or the Nintendo, <laughs> the Loop Bros Driftcast, so look out for that. Yeah, because if we're gonna do it, we might as well do it over there. It says, Jared, I'm sorry, we're gonna answer it there. But we will go to Matt G, who says, Back in the days of Tony Hawk 2, they snuck Spider-Man into the game as a secret character. What superhero would you like to see in your favorite game as a playable secret character? You go first. Ooh, Superman. Mm, of course. Sorry. I mean, you like Superman. I, no, you like Superman. I can't bag on you. for You like Superman. I mean, I like Spider-Man, so I'm going to say Spider-Man, which is stupid, because he's like, oh, well, who's very superhero? I mean, if it doesn't have to be, like, superheroes in general, obviously I would just pick Ninja Turtles for everything. 
Right. Like, I like seeing the Ninja Turtles show up and things. But, I guess they are technically superheroes. What about other things? So, so now that we got our our great our favorite ones out, let's go with some other ones. Uh, let's see how obscure we can go. What about like Elastic Man? <laughs> Fine. Let's bring back the Wonder Twins then. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing they can turn into is a puddle of water. <laughs> Or I put, or I can, it's because I'm playing Duke Nukem Forever. I, I like Wonder Twin uh, rings activate, turn into a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. After Matchy, we get another. Jared asks us another question about the Nintendo Direct. God damn, Jared! You'll have to wait, sir. So we are now going to go to the week's official topic. Uh, which I guess is uh, we'll have to do it without. Uh, oh, that's all we have for questions. Yeah, that's it. Because two of them oh. were saving. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> all right. I mean, if you want to answer them here, we can. We're just gonna answer them again tomorrow. But we can answer them here. We can answer them here in case for anybody who doesn't want to actually listen to our Nintendo podcast. So let's go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. In the Nintendo Direct, they announced that they, just like they did with NES and S. NES, they will have an N64 and Sega Genesis games on oh. Nintendo Online. They also announced they will sell wireless versions of those game controllers. The thought of being able to play WCW versus NWO World Tour, WCW, NWO Revenge, WWF WrestleMania 2000, wait, the World the World Wildlife Foundation? And Apparently. WWE No Mercy on the wireless N64 has me excited. What do you think the chances of these games will actually come to Nintendo Online? <laughs> uh, zero zero it's because all the licensing issues with all the wrestlers in the game and there's no way they could get them back in the game it's just never gonna happen no nope it can't happen sadly i would love it to happen but they can't because video games like to do this thing called licensing and making money off of that and then other people have to make money if games didn't care and they just ported stuff over and just gave the developer hey like can we give you x amount of money just to do this then yeah but that that never happens anymore you you can't do that like wwe is not gonna be like oh yeah plus they can't because they have all these guys that they have to have contracted to have contracts to be in games so since they don't have that and half the guys are dead and half the games now. Half of those games. There's a lot of dead people. So it'd be really hard to put those on. Would I love to see them? Yes. Yes, I would. Oh, I would love to play those games on the Switch. Um, I would check out uh, Wrestling Empire. If you haven't checked out Wrestling Empire, it plays similar to like WWF Attitude. I know that's not the greatest wrestling game, but it plays pretty well on the Switch, and it's fun. But you're, ne- you're not going to see that stuff on the Switch. I'm sorry. Uh, but if you want to talk quickly about those controllers... Uh, Kalai, did you know that they're selling the six-button Sega controller in Japan only? What, really? Yes. I was so pissed off. <laughs> and I found that out today. Yep. So, the Nintendo announced today in Japan that the six-button controller will only be available in Japan. It will not be coming to the U.S. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with why you need a six-button controller, I don't think you'll really need it for much that's coming there, unless they put, like, Street Fighter and some fighting games on there. But it really made it so you had access to more than three buttons for games that needed more than three buttons. So, like Street Fighter, 
So if you played Street Fighter on Genesis, you had to you had to hit the start button or the select button. Like it was either start or select. It was select. You had to hit the select button to change the different uh, button combinations you could do. So it was a pain in the ass to play Street Fighter on the Sega Genesis. It played really well, but it was a pain in the ass. Uh, as far as the other two controllers go, I think it's great that they're offering them. I think fifty dollars is a high price point. What do you think, Eli? I mean. I mean, I know they're wireless, and I know the technology that goes into them, but that's like, it's like buying two more pro controllers that only play those games. I know. I kind of want them. I've been really, really good that uh, I'm not buying any of the controllers, but it's starting to, like, I'm starting to be like, oh, I want it. If any of them, I want the Super Nintendo ones. Mm. And I know we have people that, uh, we have, um... I believe two of our listeners have bought those controllers and can attest to the greatness of them. But I, I, I for one, want one of those uh, SNES controllers. Those look dope. And they're wireless SNES controllers that work on Switch Online. Uh, the next question is, at the Nintendo Direct yesterday, they announced the animated Mario movie. I thought the internet made it up before they actually watched the Direct. What do you think about the choices they made to the voice of all the characters? You want to go first? Uh, let's see. First of all, I happen to be researching it this week for the uh, for the podcast tomorrow. So I actually have. Should I run down the, the people? Yeah, go ahead. Run down the cast for people who don't know. Chris Pat- Pratt is playing Mario. Ann Teller-Joy is playing Peach. Charlie Day is playing Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. Keegan-Michael Kay as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richards as, as Kamek, Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. Surprise cameos from Charlie, uh, Charles Martinet. So, I mean, that's it's fine to me. It's There's no, there's no like, difference. Uh, there's, like, no difference or anything to me. I mean, I think... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I think you're going to see, like, a big, like, there's been a lot of hubbub about, you know, Pratt playing Mario because he's not Italian and he's not this and that and the other. I mean, I was more upset that Charles Martinet is not playing, or Martinet is not playing Mario. I mean, he's the voice of Mario. He's probably the most well-known voice of Mario ever, besides Captain Lou Albano. But rest in peace. Um... But, I mean, I, I put out a post about this saying, like, it was kind of, do people think it's disrespectful? Most people said no. It's not disrespectful to have, you know, someone else voice Mario. Mike think, my think, Claude, do you think they're going to change Mario? No. No, like, are they not going to make him Italian? Are they just going to let Chris Pratt play Mario the way he wants to play Mario? Are we going to get away from him being Italian? No, I don't think so. I can't see that happening. No I mean, way. I think I know he did release a statement on Twitter where he said, "Like, you know, guys, I've been working on my Mario voice, and I'm not ready to reveal it yet, but you guys will be surprised." So I think that makes me hopeful because I know Chris Pratt's amazing in everything he's in. Like, if you guys haven't seen him on Parks and Rec, if you guys haven't seen him in Jurassic World, like the dude's amazing. Yeah, amazing as Star Lord. He's probably my favorite superhero. Uh, uh, superhero character in a film. Even more than Spider-Man. I love Star-Lord. Star-Lord's just so well played. Well casted. 
I loved him as Star Lord. I don't see. I, I, I didn't. That's like not the thing I thought of. I didn't think of. Oh my god, he's not going to be Italian. Like, you know, people now, who complain about that never really saw the original 1980s Mario. Where yeah, Mario was Italian, but he was from Brooklyn and had a Brooklyn accent. I mean, he. I mean, technically, I think he is from Brooklyn and has a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, so like in, in in most of the like because he was because yeah that was Captain Lou Albano who played him exactly yeah, was, so like why all of a sudden a Paisano. yeah like why all of a sudden now is are they complaining that he's not Italian and that he won't be Italian I don't know I think I think you know what I think the funniest thing of all this is Kali what's that I think it's funny that Mario a, a, a an Italian plumber is the cultural icon of Japan right. He's an Italian plumber, and they never changed him to be Japanese. Never. Like, he's always been an Italian plumber. I find that to be the most interesting thing about Mario's history, is that they never changed who Mario was this whole time. And I think that's what's amazing about Japanese culture. Like, people talk about, like, whitewashing this, or, like, changing the ethnicity of that, or, hey, they can make it whatever they want to make it, you know, it's their thing. But Nintendo has always stood by, you know, Mario is a, you know, a Caucasian Italian plumber. Like, that's who he is. He's not an Asian Italian plumber, just because he's from Japan. And I think that's one of the most amazing character traits that Mario possesses that he's he's gone through all these iterations yet he's always stayed the same character. I think that's that's something to to you know uh, something to marvel at. I know it's the stupidest little thing, Kali, but I, I just think it's so cool. You see how rattled we are right now because this is not our normal routine. So like we're all like, uh, 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 uh. we're not that rattled. I would be fine if he wasn't messaging me while I was trying to put on a show here. Come on, Daryl. What do you think this is? This ain't Romper Room. This is Loot Bros. <laughs> this is not Trophy Horse. No, yeah, it's ain't no flop house like Trophy Horse. <laughs> Alright, so this week's official topic make a case for a bad game. Pick a game. Pick a game that isn't re- renowned as being great and sell it on it. Don't have be bad, but, in less, but maybe less than eight, an 8 on Metacritic. So, oh man! Would you go with? Uh, I went with the g- current game I'm playing right now, as I'm, you know, hosting, as I'm, you know, podcasting with you, and that's uh, Duke Nukem Forever. I think the game is hilarious. I think it it, it it encapsulates everything that Duke Nukem is, and I think people should have gave it more of a shot. I think people were pissed because it was gl- buggy and glitchy when it came out, and it was kind of not the prettiest game. For, you know, the 360 and the PS3. But I think it's a blast to play. And I think, like, gameplay... Like, I'm a Nintendo gamer through and through. So I think gameplay outweighs graphics. And, like... we Both of us grew up on Nintendo and Sega and, you know, Super Nintendo, Kali. So, like, we understand, like, a broken game was always broken. You couldn't, you couldn't patch in and fix things. So, like, I appreciate when games, you know, are good on their own merit. And and I accept all the flaws and, you know, all the things that you can manipulate with those flaws. And I think it really makes, like, a game like Duke Nukem kind of special. Like, yeah, it was supposed to come out for 10 years, and it was, like, in development hell, and then it finally came out. And it wasn't what everybody wanted, but I felt like it, it did what it needed to do. And it was just as vulgar and just as awesome as any other Duke Nukem game. 
And I, I would give it, you know, I think Metacritic scores is like a 45 for it. Like, it's bad. I would give it somewhere between like a like a 6 and a 7. It's not as bad as people say it is. So let so me, It's a decent first-person shooter. Let me ask you this, then. Has I it, bought it day one, so... And I paid 60 bucks for it. Has it improved? Uh, like, playing it now versus playing it day on the one. 360? Um, they fixed a few things, I think, but I also think I'm playing it on a PS3 now versus playing it on 360, so I'm getting trophies right now, so... That's helping me want to play it more than I did back then. Okay. Uh, so definitely, you said it has a great uh, dialogue. Is the story interesting, at least? Uh, I mean, it's Duke Nukem. You're not really there for the story. <laughs> well, that's true. You're there, you're there for murdering shit. That is true. Alright, do you want to know my choice? Yeah, go ahead. Fallout 76. <laughs> you know what? I own it and have never played it. I own it, but I've never started it. And I heard it's a really good Fallout game if you get past the fact that it's not what everybody wanted. Again, and I, and I feel like there's a theme with all these poorly rated games. It's mostly not what people wanted. Well, the reason why it was poorly rated is that there was no real quest. Like, But I thought that there was. There is a it's... quest system, but the whole point is that it was, this was one of the first, uh, t- this is the first time the bomb fell. So there was, like, no established areas. And when people play Fallout, they're used to established characters. That's not the way this one played. These were, like, everybody just released from the vault. There's nothing there. You have to set up your settlements. You have to set up your town. You have to, like, work together. So I feel like it's a different game playing it now, right? I haven't played it since day one. I have to go back. I was playing with friends. I was playing with Matt, and then Matt was like, this sucks, and I'm not going to play this anymore. I would assume it's, like, a completely different game at this point, then. Like, if... If you're saying, like, the bombs dropped and, like, the characters and all that, it's gotta be a completely different game. Oh, shit, I just glitched out like crazy. And my internet, like, dropped crazy playing this on on PlayStation Now. So, <laughs> so to give you an update on playing Duke Nukem in 2021, yeah, internet had to do a big job with my frame rate dropping, almost killing myself. <laughs> but, yeah, I really want to play Fallout 76, and I heard it's, like... I heard it's mixed reviews, but I I feel like they've been taking it in the ass for Fallout since they put out since they put out uh, New Vegas because everybody just wants another Fallout like that. Like no one wants this world building shit. No one wants all this extra gimmicky garbage. They just want to play Fallout. Like I just want Fallout Three on the Switch. I don't know about you. Like I would die to replay Fallout Three on the Switch. Uh, Absolutely die. No. Like it's one of my it's one of my number one choices to go on the switch and i would even take a collection with new vegas included i don't want to like no i wouldn't want it on the switch why not because i think it'll run just fine you can run skyrim on the switch well yes but and you can run skyrim well on the switch like it plays very well true i guess because i just play i just play on pc anyways 
You know what I mean? No, I know, I know, I know. You're 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 a PC master master race. You know, you can't turn back. I know, I really can't. I really can't. I mean, I'm playing PlayStation Four right now. So you're like lowering your standards, is what you're saying. So you're lowering yourself to Daryl's level <laughs> to play a PlayStation game. It's true. Um, but the reason why fall now the reason why Fallout I liked Fallout. 76 so much, and I think you'll like it too, Joe, is that multiplayer. So if you play that game with uh, with Corey, I think you guys would have a blast playing it. We talked about playing it a bunch of times, but like, I guess like Brandon got so burned on that game, like he never wants to play it again. Okay. So, and Corey and Brandon are like attached by the penis. Really? So if, That's new? Appar- apparently, that's that's how it works. I don't make the rules, Kali. Wait, but how? How? I thought you and him were attached by the penis. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Nope. But honestly, like, I, I feel like I would enjoy that game. I think I would, and I think I really I really do want to check it out. So, it's, it's on my short list of games. I really have to play Fallout 4 still, so... Once I play Fallout 4, maybe I'll play that. So maybe I'll never play it, because I don't ever plan on playing Fallout 4. And it's the second game I bought for my PS4, and I still haven't played it. Like, 200 games later, I still haven't played Fallout 4. Well, why don't you want to play Fallout 4? I got so turned off when I watched people do, like, the world-building mechanics on Fallout 4 that I never wanted to play it. Because I hate building camps and shit in games. I hate that stuff. I just have no patience for it. The only game I have patience for it is, like, Fire Emblem. Wait, you do realize you don't have to build. I thought you had to. No, you do like a quest that like 10 minutes later you make some kind of half-built thing and then you never deal with it again. That's what I did. Oh shit, I'm gonna do that then. Yeah, I liked it. I played the first mission and I was like, this is good. And then I was like, you know what? I need to come back to this when this is all I want to play. Because it's like one of those games where like you have to get sucked in and immerse yourself in the world if you're gonna play it. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to play a mission here, and then I'm going to stop playing it and come back, like, six years later. No, you need to play Fallout, like, through and through. Like, it's one of those games you can't stop playing. It's kind of like what Daryl and I said we have to do with Red Dead. When we're playing Red Dead, we have to shut everything else out because we have to concentrate on the story and really let it sink in. And you can't do that if you're trying to play, like, six other things while you're playing it. So... Yeah. I think that it's one it's one of those games where like I can't just jump around. Like I got I got to dedicate my time to it and I feel like I'm not really willing to dedicate my time to something right now. Like I'm I've just I'm just having fun messing around with a whole bunch of different stuff right now. And I feel like you kind of feel that way too when you have Game Pass. Like I have PlayStation Now and it just affords me the ability to just like randomly s- select a game to play at will and just be like I want to I want to play this. Oh. oh cool. I don't want to continue playing this. I'll play something else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah, no, but I had a lot of fun. I never beat Fallout 4. But I recommend it. Do you feel like you want to go back and finish it, though? Or do you feel like there's not enough there to grab you to go back? Like, how? Do you, like, how is that? Like, what's your take there? I feel like it's like Skyrim. That's why I like Bethesda games. I like Skyrim, but I feel like I'll never finish Skyrim, ever. Like, I've started Skyrim a million times. I think you have, too, right? Yeah. And you, you've never finished it. Yeah, and it's not because the story's long and complicated. No, it's because I just like fucking around Skyrim. 
Exactly. It's kind of like when I play GTA 3. You just want to mess around in the world. You don't want to actually beat the game. Right. So what had happened is I played I played Fallout 4 on my Xbox for the longest time. And then I got my PC and I was like, well, now I really want to play the game on PC. So I started it on PC and I just never finished it. I just need to go back to it. So. Do you feel like you're ever going to go back, though? Or do you feel like that's that's one that's just lost in the shuffle now? It just doesn't seem like it's in the cards at this point. I think I'd go back to it. Like, I just would have to be in the mood. And right now, with everything going on, I'm, like, lucky. I'm playing, like, mostly Switch. Well, you've been playing Moonlighter, right? Yeah, I've been playing Moonlighter. We'll talk about it on our other show. Yeah, we can talk about that tomorrow. Because I'll definitely talk about more of the Switch stuff I've been playing, too, tomorrow. Uh, and, um, and I'm about have- to I'm about to rebuy Hades on Switch. Yeah, I would. It's amazing on the Switch. It plays really, really well. Like I love it on the Switch. So, well, you know, you know what? What you know? The best part about the Switch is, and you know, it's portable. And you know what the best part about the PC is? Hmm. They're cross save. That's pretty dope, actually. Yeah. So I'll be able to take my save file from my PC right to my Switch. You, you know what we should do this weekend? Like honestly, we should play Marvel together because we've been saying we're gonna do it. We should just do it. Maybe. We should start playing. A, we, we should. What happened? Maybe I have to get through twelve minutes because I have to do. We're, I'm right, doing right. the spoiler cast. Well, well, I think I think soon we should start playing Marvel and start doing like a world a week and just start trying to get through it. Possib- that's the possibility. Yes, yes, we should do that. Because I want to scratch it off my list. Because one, it's taken up. Well, I, I feel like that's not a game I'm going to erase from my Switch ever. Because there's just so much like end end game content to that, and like there's DLC. But I don't want to buy any of the DLC until I beat the game. So, all right. But I do want all those DLC characters. It's pretty dope. All right, should we land this plane? Do you have any other games that you would pick? No, not really. I mean, I would pick like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like um. Like the remake of the Super Nintendo Turtles in Time game that they did for 360, it got really bad scores and it was really, really bad, but I liked it because it was a Turtles game and I tried to play it as much as I could. And then um, I believe Rocksteady did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows and that was on Xbox 360 as well. And that was a pretty poorly received. Oh, I'll, you know what? You know what I'll talk about? I'll do one more. Uh, everybody knows that I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the um oh, mutants mutants in manhattan i think it's called the one for ps4 the one that everybody hates and it, it was made by platinum games it's one of their lowest rated games they've ever made like it bombed it commercially bombed like it didn't sell well at all but i loved it and i i, I think it's a great game i think if you like ninja turtles and you like like bayonetta or like dante or uh, dante uh, don't cry it kind of plays like that it plays very, very well. The controls are very tight. Um, I feel like if you play it on harder difficulties, you get a real challenge. If you play it with friends, it's an absolute blast. And the trophy list is absolutely absolutely chock full of replay replayability. Uh, the game's kind of hard to get now, though, unfortunately, because it's discontinued on most um, on everything. So you can't, you can't just buy it anymore. You have to go in a store, and it, it, it fetches a pretty, pretty good penny at this point. Um, and I could do one more actually, uh, and it's another um, it's another game similar to um, uh, Ninja Turtles, um, DMC Devil May Cry. So this is when they like emo fied um, Dante, and they changed his look, and they kind of rebooted Devil May Cry, 
And I believe it was made by... Was it Ninja Theory or Team Ninja that made it? It was one of the two companies. I can't remember exactly. So someone will correct me. JT will probably correct me and get angry with me. But basically, they kind of redid Devil May Cry. I believe it was Ninja Theory that did it. Or it could have been Team Ninja. I can't remember. I have the box sitting over there. I could go pick it up now and look at it, but I'm not going to. For, for sake of brevity on this topic, that game's amazing. If you like Devil May Cry, it's probably one of the tightest controlled Devil May Cry games ever made. And one of the most action-packed video games I've ever played in my life. The story was actually decent. I liked it. I think the story was... I don't think it was better than Devil May Cry 5, but it was probably equivalent to Devil May Cry 5. I didn't really like the story in Devil May Cry 5. I thought it was pretty pretty weak sauce compared to most of the other Devil May Cry games. But I think that the the mechanics and the fighting style was not done better in any Devil May Cry game since Devil May Cry 3, since DMC. DMC just blew blew the game it blew me away with how crisp the combat was how cool the interactive deaths were like you could like like the first level you start in a carnival and you could like throw all the enemies into like the carousels and like you know those like super swings that they have where like you sit on the swing and you swing like really fast yeah i guess so yeah it's like that so it's it's very interesting and very, very well put together game. And I think, like, it got really bad reviews. It sold decently, but it got bad reviews. And mostly people were complaining that Dante, they changed Dante to an emo guy. He wasn't, like, rugged, like, ass kicker Dante. He was, like, this emo kid. And I felt like people just lost, they lost sight of what was most important about Devil May Cry, and that was the gameplay. And the gameplay was super top notch. Like, super top notch. Very well put together game. Um, trying to think if I can think of any more on the like, particularly on the Switch. I'm trying to think if there's any that I would recommend that didn't review very well. I, I mean, you could talk about Star Fox Zero real quick. Did you play Star Fox Zero on the the Wii U, Cly? I have it. Did you play it? <laughs> I have Did you it. Play- <laughs> okay, so I played Star Fox Zero and. As much as I fucking hate gyro controls, I fucking hate them. I hate the Wii U gimmick controls so bad. It's why I don't like playing Splatoon. I think Splatoon is a fantastic game and one of the one of the one of the best shooters ever made. And I'm gonna say that on record. Splatoon's amazing. Well put together game. It plays well. The, the competitiveness is there, but it's also casual enough to get casuals to play competitively and want to stay. And I, I thought Splatoon, Splatoon was a great idea. What I hated and what drove me away from Splatoon was gyro controls. And they kind of fixed that with Splatoon 2 a little bit, where you didn't have to use them. Because you didn't have to use a peripheral to aim at a TV to shoot, like the Wii U. So they kind of fixed it with the Switch. I never actually bought Splatoon 2. I think I got my Switch... I thought... I thought... I guess it wasn't really true. I thought I bought my Switch too late into the cycle. To where like Splatoon two would be dead and it all they'd be on three by now, but apparently that's not the case. Three's not coming for a while still. Um, but I think yeah, Star to get back on track, Star Fox Zero was a very good game. It just had too many gimmicks thrown into it. It was too Nintendo fied, if you know what I mean, Kali. Oh wow, really? Like they they yeah, because okay, so like you had to use all these different like motion and gyro controls to control different aspects of the ship and to to so you you don't so you you fly your ship like you would fly the ship right with the controls 
but to aim the ship, you had to, like, use the camera on the gamepad. It was so fucking annoying. Like, the controls were just so fucking bad. So fucking bad. Like, oh, they make me, they, it makes me angry just talking about it, because I love Star Fox, but I feel like Nintendo's never going to give us a real Star Fox game again. It's always going to have some shoehorn gimmick where it's not just, or it's just going to be another remake of Star Fox 64. Like, I don't want that. I want another Star Fox after Star Fox 64 that plays just like Star Fox 64. I don't want any gimmicks. I don't want any control changes. I just want a new Star Fox game. (laughs) Just like I just want a new F-Zero game that just plays like F-Zero. And I don't want any gimmicks. I I think it's interesting. And we'll talk about it more with the Direct, but... And I'll just I'll just say this right now. I think the coolest thing that we saw at the direct yesterday was the open world Kirby game. It blew me away with how different it was. No, and how save Nintendo it for other save it for our other podcast. Okay, okay, I will. But yeah, if I wanted to talk about games that were underrated, that's that's just a few to hit the iceberg. I mean, we can go on and on all night about this topic because I think it's it's a very interesting topic, but without daryl and without you know other people to kind of you know go off of and i don't think Kali has another one no wanna... i'm really bad at bad i'm really bad at bad games so sorry i mean if you want to talk about one more that was mediocre review too street fighter street fighter 5 street fighter 5 got panned when it came out because there was no modes it didn't it didn't have a large fighting roster and now it has like a million characters and a million things to do and it's a very robust game Oh, but, I can name one on the Switch. Sure, what, what, go for it. Mario Party. Fuck that game. <laughs> I liked it. I got to play with it's my It's like, fun. show me where Mario t- Mario Party hurt me. It's like, here, 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 and here. <laughs> so talk about, talk about it a little bit. Talk about why you think that it was a great game, but it got reviewed poorly. I, I know why it got reviewed poorly, but I want you to explain that. I, just, I talked enough. I just like the fact that I could sit down with friends and play a Mario Party game. I liked it. Uh, you know, it was simple. It was there. I don't expect a mm-hmm. lot. I know people don't like the cart thing. It didn't bother me. No, I fucking, me. I fuck, fucking hate it. It didn't bother me. It was. I cannot wait for the new Mario Party game. Cannot wait, Clara. Are you getting it? Are we playing a Mario Party together? Because we're playing Mario Party together. Uh, again, we're going to talk about that on our other podcast. Um, but but, uh, but okay fine i i just i just <laughs> you can't talk about how shitty this mario party is without talking about how good the, the new one looks we'll see about that we'll see about that i mean i'm I, i'm pissed about the way they handled mario party this mario party because they had such potential right we have the ability to add content now in games right yeah where was all the love for mario party where was the extra boards where was the extra modes where was where was getting rid of the cart and just letting you play the fucking board game which is the reason why people play mario kart in the mario mario kart mario party in the first place like it's again nintendo nintendoizing things too much to where they have to add all these corks and gimmicks and they get away from the true concept of why we love the thing we loved in the first place it just it just angers me when they do this. Like it's like they purposely do it over and over again. They're like, "Oh, you like Mario? Well, we're gonna change it just enough that you'll still play it, and you'll be pissed off a tad bit each time you do it." All right, let's land this plane because not everybody wants to hear us talk about Nintendo, and we're about to talk about Nintendo. Yeah, true. So, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, do check us out. Do check us out on the socials. Um, also, I'm supposed to plug Ninja Loot, so Ninja Loot, Ninja Loot, Ninja Loot. 
Sorry, I oh, who got question of the week? Uh, have we we haven't really been doing question of the week for what I could tell? No, we've been doing it every week. Okay, so who do you want to who, who do you want to? I'd say Jared because he asked Nintendo questions. Well, I mean, Jared asked a wrestling question, so he wins by default. Okay, so it's Jared. Congratulations, Jared! You win absolutely nothing. Thank you for playing. <laughs> thank you for dealing with our with Daryl's internet issues and listening to us. So. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of The Loop Bros. Check you guys later. Yeah.